hey, if you're struggling with your life right now, you're most likely struggling with your thoughts and your emotions, which means that you're struggling with your vibration. And I've been there. And the biggest change in my life was when I made the decision to transform my vibration. And if you would like to know how to do that, I have an online course on my website at gunsrosesandspirituality.com and it'll teach you everything you need to know to master your thoughts and transform your vibration. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, I think it's recording. All right, so... Hey, everybody. I have Karen Steer back. <laughs> um, we did a podcast last Friday, and I had a blast, and I think she had a blast, too. And um, basically, we were just talking about Abraham Hicks type stuff, raising your vibration, meditation, getting in the vortex type stuff. And I think um, the whatever we talk about will speak for itself. So thank you for coming on once again. I'm so excited to get this going. My pleasure. I'm really excited to be back. <laughs> okay, so so much fun, so much fun. Last time, um, um, you know, like I had so much more questions, um, before we had to uh, cut it, but I just kind of wanted to start there, which is um, one thing I was interested, really interested in asking you about was intention or segment intention, and um, so just just kind of like a quick, just kind of what uh, I do. Yeah, so I'm sure there's people probably listening that have no clue what segment intending even is. And so basically what segment intending is for me, it's kind of a way to set an intention and to choose how I want the next moment in my day to go before ever leaving the house or before entering the next moment. So for example, in the morning, you know, once I get up and meditate, I'll get my journal out and I'll intend for, you know, how I want my day to go. Like I will, you know, I will have a smooth ride into work today. I will see um, acts of love everywhere I look. You know, you just journal out, you know, experiences you want to feel, you know, how you want things to go. And then you, I keep my journal on me and then you just do that throughout the day. So like, you know, whenever you got to work or wherever you were going, that would be a new segment. And I will, you know, once I've been at work for a little while, I will take a moment and pull my journal out and segment intend, you know, a little bit further. And the purpose for that for me is, you know, I, I had never, like I told you last week, like I woke up and I just had to do lists, you know, like I just need to do this and I need to do this, but I never took a moment to stop and feel and and set an intention about how I wanted it to go and use the law of attraction for my benefit, you know? So it's just a practice to help you, help you think about um, your intentions and moving throughout the day. And then what I've noticed, and this is so cool, like when you start segment intending and those little miraculous surprises happen, you know, you're in the right place at the right time or whatever. The next time I go to segment intent, I can't wait to write that down. And so it's just, it's, it's a practice, it's a tool, you know, it's a, for me to help me, you know, keep my thoughts where I want them. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So you have a journal. Um, what what do you write in this journal exactly? Like just the intention or? Yeah, just kind of um, how I want the day to go. I mean, I learned the practice from Abraham and it's just kind of, you write down how you want the day to go, but more about, um, more of a feeling, you know, instead of actions, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to feel, you know, happy and I want to feel this or how you want the day to go. Yeah, so that's basically pretty similar to what I do. I don't have a journal. Um, I feel like that would be really helpful to have like a little journal on me. Um, <clears throat> but what I do is um, I, I've started doing this a lot more. Um, so like a month ago or no, longer than that. What I do is I wake up and, you know, like we got to realize our day is filled with like what, like 10, like, like millions of, not millions, but tons of segments, right? Like I wake, oh, up, yeah. I wake up and I take my sister to school. So when I wake up, usually I have time to do a morning routine. So I just intend, like, I don't intend like, oh, um, I'm going to intend to manifest a million dollars in, in two hours type of and anything like that. I just intend usually um like something like okay i wake up and i'm like i intend for to have a really smooth morning routine just to be in my vortex in the morning and then do that and then um i just say it and then um when i take my scissors to school i intend to have a nice car ride so right now um that seems to definitely help me a lot in terms of i notice that my days are going much smoother um my seg each segment is going much smoother when i do that um but I, I was curious to see um, from like just kind of, I want to like talk to you about what about so like right now it's just kind of like making my day about making my day go smoother. But what about if I do want to I guess manifest you use segment intention or just you know quick short intention to manifest or in some type of way you know does that make sense? Do you yeah. believe in that? Okay. Well, this is I don't I mean. For me, this is kind of how segment intending evolved. Yeah. So when I first started segment intending, I found myself writing things like, I want to be a random act of kindness for someone, or who can I be a blessing to today? And things like that. But I noticed that I wasn't writing anything down about receiving. So when I started, my segment intending evolved to, I want to be um, of service and be, you know, and be a giver of a random act of kindness, but I also want to receive a random act of kindness. And I want to receive um, a blessing unexpectedly. And I want to experience all of these things. And that also made a difference, you know, in how my day went because I, it opened me up to receiving. And I think that's kind of what you have to do when you want to manifest is you have to, most of us want, I mean, most of the people in my circle, Andy, and you definitely are, are, are givers by nature. Like, it's just in our heart to give. And, and you see, and I think if any of us saw someone hurt, you know, on the side of the road, we would stop and help them. But it was never, it took some learning and, you know, meditation for me to feel worthy of receiving and, and to intend for that to happen. And so I think when you manifest, you know, or when you want to manifest, it's great to know, you know, why you want that, but then expect it also. I want to talk about expecting. Um, <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't want to jump from the subject too quick, but. Do what you want is your podcast. <laughs> um, we'll come back to this, but 
Okay. As far as expecting goes, like I, that's something that I'm not, I don't have my head fully wrapped around in terms of like, what is the expectation? Like, I still don't really, I feel like I haven't fully gotten that yet. Like, is it just me? Like, I don't know. Like, well, is it a thought that I think? Yeah. Is it a, to me, it? expectation is tied closely with belief, you know? Okay. So like, you know, we'll use gravity, for example. Like when you walk around, you expect that gravity will hold you to the earth, right? Yeah. You expect that, you believe that. So it's kind of like tricking our brains to expect the laws of the universe to be conspiring everything on our behalf and for it to manifest into our experience. Like I swear to you, and you might laugh at me, but I do buy a Powerball ticket because I'm not going to limit the universe on how it can deliver. And I am legitimately shocked every time I don't win. Like every time I don't win, I'm like, wow, like must be something better, but I sure thought it was going to happen this time. And so it's, it's that kind of expectation. It's a knowing you, you have to, I mean, it's one thing to know the laws of the universe. It's another thing to trust them. So expectation is putting your trust in the knowledge that you have that it will deliver to you because it will. Yeah, I'm definitely very, um, I don't, I'm very definitely open and I'm, I'm, I'm receptive extremely often. Um, so, you know, it's my, my issue is not like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm having issue trusting or receiving. My thing is like, Sometimes I hear Abraham talk about expectation. It just sounds like this, this instant, like, huge, like, what is, like, is this something you do to expect? Like, is this something, is it something you, uh, you know, like, add, is expectation, like, an extra, like, how do you expect, though? I still don't understand. Like, I just want clarity on how to. To me, I, right? I can just speak for me and from my experience. Yeah. And the way my expectation grows is when I become more secure in who I really am. Yeah. I am an extension of source energy here in a physical body. And I have access to that, you know, source energy all the time. Yeah. And when I, you know, when I connect more to that part of me, how can you not feel invincible? Like, how can you just, I mean, how can you not feel invincible? How can you not expect the universe to yield to you, you know, your desires when your desires are aligned with sources desires? Right. Is there any power, let's say I want to um, have a million podcast followers or something. Is there any, like, I, I you know, I know that that will happen. Like, I'm so sure of it like um, <laughs> but is there any extra power for me to expect that like let's say oh i expect that next week or something like you know does that make sense like, is there it, is that like intention or I, there's okay there's no trick to quantum leaping like if that's what you're asking like i don't believe that there is i just don't believe in quantum leaping i believe there is a gradual you know, a, a gradual shift in your vibration yeah. and that it's that way for a reason. You know, I think it's kind of like when Abraham talks about like, if, 
everything came in all at once, would we really be ready to handle it? And I'm talking about knowledge and I'm talking about, you know, manifestations too. Like where I was, you know, when I was your age, for example, I wasn't ready to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it just depends on like, I mean, I, I think it, it is different for each individual and it's different in every moment because we're different vibrationally moment to moment to moment to moment. So the trick is for your moments to moments to be more moments aligned with source and less moments in negative lower vibration. Gotcha. Okay. So, and the more you do that, the more your expectation grows and the more it's just a natural thing for you to be in that, you know, that state of expectation and that state of, you know, gratitude and so on and so forth. It's very interesting. I think, I feel like whatever, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, like my question, you know, about the expectation because I, but I think some, whatever I'm seeking, I think what you just said about like, you know, your vibration, there's always you're always offering some type of vibration and, and it can be higher and higher gradually or whatever. But I think that, yeah, I think, I don't know. I just kind of realized the importance of, Hey, like you can even, cause there's, okay. <laughs> this is just like, you know, this is such a um, weird thing to talk about. Cause my question isn't like fully formulated, I guess, but there's something right. Um, but I just think, cause you know, like Abraham talks about, okay, from, you know, you can go from, hopeless to like you know like uh, to gradually moving up the scale right 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 from hopeless to anger from anger to you know resentful you know moving up the scale right and then there's hope and then there is knowing you know like but what is that what is the difference between hope hoping that something will happen and knowing something will happen is it just more just being aligned with our inner being more and it'll just naturally happen like how do we even get there well, the word hope in itself is kind of, you know, in my opinion, not, you know, hope is great. Like, I, I don't want to say that there's anything wrong with hope, yeah. but, but, compare, but in this comparison between hope and knowing, like, I don't hope I'm source energy. I know I'm source energy. I don't hope that the laws of the universe work for me. I know that the laws of the universe work for me. You, there are different vibrations. The vibration of hope is a different vibration than the vibration of belief and the vibration of knowing. Okay. If you're in the vibration of hope, which is not a bad place to be, but you don't want to be, you know, I wouldn't personally want to be hoping that something happens forever. I would want to move across that. I want to know that something's coming. I want to know that it's going to happen. You know, hope is great, but it's, it's you know, the goal is to raise your vibration. So let's move up the scale from hope oh, to wow. belief. And wow. I mean, try, well, what do you have to freaking lose? Like, what do you have to lose to convince yourself and to believe in the laws of the universe and to trust them? Like, I mean, the way I, I looked at it, and for me, like I had been doing it my way for, you know, so many years getting the same results yeah. so I wanted some different results I decided to change my thoughts yeah. and then my once your thoughts start changing and that momentum builds then your beliefs start changing and it's just like you said it's a gradual progression of things 
Okay. So right now, um, the solution that that is coming to me as far as um, the scale, emotional scale up from hope to uh, knowing, belief, believing. I feel like passion. Passion. I think that a uh, lot that comes from, or one way to do it is just to raise your vibration. Just you know, access higher vibrations. I feel like the higher your vibration, the more just just that naturally comes in. Um, and something that also came to my mind of a difference, speaking about the difference between hoping and knowing, it's like, imagine if, you know, I don't know, we're starving or something like, or I don't know, like, and we're hoping to have dinner tonight versus knowing we're going to have dinner tonight. That's a huge difference, right? I feel like I, I, you brought up a great point that I didn't even think about, which was, um, yeah, I guess there is a neg, not like a negative connotation to hope, but hope is yeah, it's, it's a leap. Yeah, exactly. It's a little lower no. vibe. And you wouldn't think it is. Like, you would not think that. I mean, hope is a, for someone who's depressed or, you know, going through trauma or something like that, hope is amazing. And hope is a huge leap up the emotional scale. And it is something to reach for, you know. But like you, when you're saying I want to raise my vibration from hope, then, you know, it does, I mean, that's what I wanted to clarify that hope's not bad. It just depends on where you are on the scale and wh where you want to be. Yeah, no, I, I I'm definitely not at hope anymore. Um, it's just, I, I just don't remember. Yeah, I just, I guess um, whenever Abraham talks about hope versus expectation, I get a little just kind of confused. But now I feel like I have so much more clarity because I think now I'm just thinking everything as just kind of like, I feel like hope and, like I said, hope and not, not knowing is going to be kind of directly correlated to how in the vortex that I am. And I feel like, yeah, I'm definitely very like knowing, like um, even to the point where I was struggling, I wasn't struggling, but I wasn't taking the vibrational escrow very seriously. Like the idea that everything, mm -hmm. about, everything like my, my billion dollar yacht or something is as real as it's an energetic world. Like the moment she that she says it's more real. I mean, wrap your head around that. Like, seriously, like I totally get what you're saying about yeah. the vortex and her explaining that it is a more real reality. I'm trying to get my knowing behind that. I'm with you, Andy. Like, if you figure that out first, put me on the game. <laughs> um, and just real quick, for those who don't know what the vibrational escrow is, it's basically the idea that we launch all these rockets of desires, that everything we want basically is already manifested energetically. So um, what is happening is, uh, what the missing part is we have to consistently somewhat consistently stay in alignment, um, stay high vibrational, um, and those things will just flow to us. Uh, we don't have to spend a billion hours visualizing a yacht or anything. As long as we're happy and in alignment, those things will come. Um, but also... Um, that was beautiful, just so you know. It's so true, yes. Man. Yeah, I... That, just the whole, just kind of like, okay, focus on your vibration, don't worry about the hope and the... the the whatchamacallit expectation thing that 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 really helped me just now like that just gave me so much clarity um and um it's kind of like how I, I teach so much students where i'm like five and a half six months in since i chose to become high vibrational june 5th and it's like i was telling them as they go through life as they go through contrast it's like you become more and more sure like when i raise my vibration it's like oh every literally 
every time something cool or percept looks like it's bad, right? Something bad happens. It always turns out super amazing ever since I raised my vibration. And it's like to the point where for like a month ago, I was finally like, you know what? I'm tired of kind of getting freaked out by a little bit of contrast. <laughs> like I, I don't really, like it's like I'm, it's like stupid for me to to actually freak freak out about anything like uh, uh, a contrast. Like it's just kind of like every single time. It's just like I if I were was worried, and then it's just like by it's just funny oh, almost. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it always turns out well. But um, I was telling them that's how that's how I I don't know just all that trial and error and staying in, in alignment that I built so much confidence like it's just like the confidence that I gained like just literally by staying in alignment through all the five months of contrast now yeah I that was the key for me too like when I first learned about the law of attraction yeah it was just like I just wanted to manifest and you know and I didn't really think about alignment you know that was the key part of manifestation and using a law of attraction for me was alignment and then once i got in alignment my list of things i wanted to manifest <laughs> like disappeared like I, I mean i don't have like really huge things that i'm that i want because i have that connection with source and like you said it's already done in the vortex so i know it's coming so i don't really have to do anything and so now you're just kind of in this in this blissful state of well, I guess we're gonna see what happens. <laughs> that yeah, the first I don't know if I talked about this last podcast, but the first sign of when well, my students, you know, they come to me for manifestation purposes usually, but then I put them on that alignment, <laughs> on that juice, and yes, like, on that juice. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like every time, every time they become way less about manifesting and just kind of like way more just like dang i feel good now like right right so you know you you were just saying your list of desires are shortening um but is there any big desires that you do have though that like you know just things that will just just really kind of light a fire under you oh my gosh so i mean now i truly don't like i'm envious obviously like ultimate goals would to be having Esther's ability and to be able to channel like that. Like, can you even imagine that feeling of source flowing through you at that level? Like, woo, like that would be an ultimate goal, but I'm not, but I also, you know, I want what's for the highest good. You know what I'm saying? And Esther being Esther is for the highest good and whatever's coming next, you know, for Karen will be whatever that is. But I don't, I truly do not have a great big desire. Like I don't have any, except for more people to awaken and cause themselves less suffering. Yeah. You know, like I, I, we all suffer so unnecessarily. Like I just, if I could just snap my fingers (laughs) and wake everybody up at the same time, that would be great. But until then. I think desires um, come and go, like they flare up. Like for example, three months ago, you know, I was just just feeling good and I wasn't having too many desires. But then, um, you know, I had this this thought of, hey, what if I made this huge high vibrational course, um, you know, on my website and then like blah, blah, blah. And that little thought, that little question 
turned into this huge, like now it's just like this huge thing. Like, um, and it's just like growing bigger and bigger. That idea. No, you know, that doesn't sound to me, sorry, like a big desire. I mean, when it happened, when it happened, you know, the way you're telling it, yeah. that it was just like, oh, I kind of want to do this. Yeah. And then I think it just manifested into something great. But I mean, I think you just allowed that, don't you? Like, don't you think that you did not really have a strong desire that manifested that you had a soft, more of a soft? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess my thing is that, um, I've noticed a huge change as this, as this, you know, this is my baby, like my online oh, yeah. podcast and um, my website and everything. That's my teaching. This is just like my baby. And it's just kind of like, um, when that idea came, that idea just expanded like crazy. Um, and it's just kind of like, this is all manifest, you know, like, um, you know, when you first manifest the three stages of manifestations, you know, you feel the emotions come first and then you feel, more thoughts and, and then like and then people start rendezvousing with you and i'm going i'm at that stage where people are rendezvousing with me like my friend jasmine coming out of nowhere and she's helping me with my website like like you know just 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 for free and it's just kind of like blowing my mind right um but it's just kind of i feel really excited like i just feel Ooh. extremely freaking excited not it's not in the sense that like um like oh, I'm lacking and I need, like, I'm thirsty. Right, right. But it's just kind of like, it's like we're at Disney World right now or something. Or yes, Universal, yes. And, and like, oh, I'm so, I'm so ready to get on that huge roller coaster or, or whatever type of thing, right? It just feels like that. Um, but it's not anything, like, lacking or needing. But um, that's what that I have. That sounds like expectation. That mm -hmm. does? Kind of does. Okay. Well, my thing is the way Esther or Abraham makes a sound is like, Oh, you expect it and just like, like I don't, that, that's the way that's that I've been thinking about it. Like, it's just, I just, cause I haven't really hear, heard Esther talk about expectation, but just when I first got into Abraham, like way back, I, I heard just one talk and I can't find it where she was, I might've heard it wrong, but she was just saying that all you have to do is expect it or something. Like I'm probably misinterpreting it, but the way I, at that time with no knowledge of Abraham, I, I was just thinking of like, oh, all you have to do is get into like this weird mindset of like expectation and that's it. Um, and so like that, that's why that's still like, uh, I'm still like unsure about, okay, what exactly is she talking about here? But I, I definitely feel like, like there's no, um, there's no doubt in me that like that's it. That is it. Okay, expectation is knowing something and having no doubt that anything else could possibly happen. Wow. Yeah, like it's, I literally have no doubt. So you like, know, like so you expect it, and it's just like so expectations kind of tie in with your beliefs. Your expectation can't get around your belief, so you have to know that it's coming when you expect it i think that's where you're getting hung up hung up at like yeah. expectation you know i think the way i, I think the way abraham means it you know mm. because in human words <laughs> because they do have to translate yeah. you know is the expectation with a matching belief yeah wait expectation right. with the with with beliefs that match, you know when you know when she says you have to expect it, I think 
earlier, you were probably just taking that very literally. Like yeah. if I just expect this to happen, but I think now that you've grown and you understand more that what Abraham meant was when you expect it and believe it without any doubt, yeah. then it will come. Yeah. Um, one way I heard her, her saying that I just didn't really take seriously until like <laughs> now is um, she, Abraham was saying expectation is desire with the um, with the appropriate uh, with the aligned thoughts, you know, beliefs, um, or mm -hmm. just the lack of the the, the, the negative, right? Just the, right. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. Well, I just got definitely got a lot of clarity. Um. Just off Yay. <laughs> um. But. I want to I want to talk about something that I think would be really fun to talk about, which is channeling our inner guide, because that's something I want to do too. Um, I, my first just first question that comes to mind is: Is there a difference between um, what what Abraham Esther is doing and channeling our inner being? Because I heard Abraham is an inner guide for rather than inner being. Well, the way I mean. No, I mean, we all have an inner being. Yeah. And I think that Abraham, the collective consciousness, is a group of non-physical beings who each have their own inner being, if you will. Oh. But because they're in the non-physical, they're all one over there. Like, you know, it's just one big source, one big, there's no, there's not really... I mean, you are your individual self, but I believe that you are merged with that source energy. So they have access <laughs> to, you know, a broader perspective. And our individual, I think, like here right now on Earth in human form, we have that that connection to Abraham and to that source source energy is our inner being. Does that make sense? Okay, I love that. I love that because. The way I kind of think about it is our inner being is like the gateway. It's like the bridge kind of almost like to source. Because to me, it's just like the same thing almost. Like almost the same thing. Like whether we're talking about connection to source or connection to inner being, infinite intelligence, it's kind of like all tied to our inner being, to us. Right. I think it's our, to me, it's, it's the non-physical part of me. It's who I was before yeah. I came. Who I was before I came was only an inner being. So when I incarnated... I became the personality of Karen, but brought that larger part of me, you know, which knows that it's source and inner being as wow. well. Wow, that's, that's a powerful distinction. And that reminded me that us and inner being aren't separate. Like, we're kind no, of, like, of course one, not. Right? Like, it's kind of like my arms to my, to me. Like, that's so crazy. Like, it's not, it's not like another entity or anything. It's, it's literally us. Right. Yes, all of us, all of us, all of us, our same inner being, same source. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome illustration. Um, yeah, that that's just gives me a lot of clarity as well. Because then it's just about connecting the inner being is the same as connecting the source, and it's yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's all just, connected. It's all connected. Yeah, just all, yep, all connected. Oh, that's how it. Okay, that's how I can see. So. Only the only reason, the only I guess, not only, but the biggest difference between our physical vibration and our inner being, and everything else's vibration, is that we are resisted. We're offering resisted thoughts. I feel like, wow, 
interbeing in sources like one giant ocean kind of it's just all unresisted non-physical it's like we're all individual threads on a woven rug okay. you know we we each make up a thread but together we're all the the same you know we make a beautiful you know source but each thread's important right like each thread of a rug is important that's true you have to have them all. <laughs> so, um, what's your plan to channel? Uh, ch to channel? What do you mean? What is my plan to channel? I don't think. Uh, did you not hear me say that it is Source running the show? Like I, I have no plans to like. I'm not making. I'm not making plans to channel. Like I talk to my inner being on a regular basis. I almost will will do it even out loud because when you do it out loud, you'll get an emotional response. You know, if you say inner being, what do you think about this? Like, I promise you, if you try that, your inner, your, your emotional guidance system will let you know what your inner being thinks about that. Yeah, I feel like talking out loud uh, really helps with just kind of like more of a focus, I just feel like. No, we're just encouraging people to be crazy. Listen, yeah. everyone, go out there and talk to yourself. Nobody, nobody will mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, I don't even know who I mentioned what to. I talk to so many people nowadays. Um, it's pretty crazy. But um, I was at Target and I was just buying the ingredients for a pasta. And I was just, I was just thinking about um, just channeling and just things of that nature um, and just communicating with my inner being. And I was staring at like the pasta section or one of the sections at Target. And it hit me. It was like, I was just thinking about what Esther and Abraham does and everything. And I'm just thinking, and I realized, oh my gosh, um, Esther doesn't hear like voices in her head. She feels thoughts, right? That's what's going, that's, that's what's happening. Like she just- I just listened to someone ask her this question on a video the other, on the, on the other day. What they and say? what Abraham said was that Esther is aware of what's going on, exactly. but that she, um, that she uh, speaks of it as an unconscious state. So she doesn't have the ability to insert what she wants into the conversation because she's somewhere else. And her, Esther will say that she is somewhere else. Like she's aware of what's going on and she can feel you know, Abraham, but she's not, you know, she's, it's kind of like being put under, like if hypnotized, I would guess, like, I'm just guessing, like, I don't know, but from the way they explain it, they explain it is like similar to being like hypnotized under. I heard something similar in one of the talks and the way I heard it was that, um, like, I, that she is very well aware, like, I, I heard that, um, she was aware of just kind of like everything that's going on, like, um but you know maybe i'll have a reason to listen to again but but she was jerry and the, or her was saying how like to her it feels like well that's what i heard at the time was like it feels like natural thoughts coming forth maybe there's levels to her um evolution her channeling yeah whatever yeah. But i what i heard was like sometimes it's it just literally feels like her having like a bunch of thoughts like just coming at like blocks of thoughts like data yeah. like her I, in that video that i watched um 
Jerry was the one talking, and he said that when Esther watches the video backs, like after they would record a workshop, that she would watch them back, and that like right before they were gonna interact with someone, it would come back to her what you know the feeling and the and the blocks of thought, and she would say out loud, yeah, you know, what Abraham said before they said it when she watched back on the video. So who knows? Like I mean. I'm just glad they're here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess my thing is I realized it's not it's not like some thoughts, right? And I realized, wow, it probably feels like um it's it's not some voice, like it's some like thoughts like just and, and it feels like our thoughts that we're having. It feels like those divine thoughts that we're that we're having. So I guess for me, I was just realizing, okay, so I'm already in like full communication with my inner being. Like I, I receive so much inspiration all the time and to the point where now like, I feel like I don't even know which thoughts are mine anymore. Just in terms of there's so many it, like divine, just thoughts, ideas, 24 seven, um, not 24 seven, but like very, very often like hitting right. me. So I guess I realized, okay, it's not about how am I going to start channeling my inner being more, but it's just kind of like, how do I, advance it like improve it well abraham would say that you first stop saying that you're not doing it yeah 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 that you are because you are i mean you are in in cahoots with your inner being all the time and, and you know you are allowing the source to flow through you and the more that you say that and open up to that and you know the more it will flow like it's just you just have to know that you have that connection and and it's there for you all the time and and it will come i'm sure you know to the level you're ready to allow it i think it will come in yeah gotcha. yeah yeah it's not something i'm too worried about at the moment and be careful what you wish for <laughs> there might be a ton of stuff come in <laughs> yeah no, it's crazy it's crazy i'll be having you on stage selling tickets to watch andy channel you know channel someone at a law of attraction workshop Man, that, how did, that would just be, like, so crazy because then I could write, like, 20 books. Like, just... <laughs> right? And right you wouldn't now. even have to be there. You wouldn't have writer's block or anything. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to subconsciously check out now while y'all write me a bestseller. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> right now, I feel like I'm, I'm doing, like, a tiny version of that. It's, like, 10% version that way. When I'm writing right now, it's just flowing. Like, it just feels amazing. Like, just feels like this instead of this uh, one like giant like aha or one aha moment it just feels like a smooth aha it feels like you're channeling your inner being huh is like, that what it feels like oh my yeah. gosh i'm gonna kick your butt you're like how do i channel and then you just tell a story about channeling your inner being while writing a book <laughs> well i'm mean, like, <laughs> like you know like abraham type um abraham type of stuff so um, yay well yeah, I'm interested to see just kind of like what's the next level of evolution with. Of course, I, we all want to peek around the curtain. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, I think that's our human nature. Like, but can you, so, you know, whenever I get that urge, when I'm like, man, I really want to know what's coming, I'll like step back and I'll think about like just the last five years. Okay. Would I really have wanted to know everything that was coming? You know, like, eh, probably not. Like I probably wouldn't have wanted to know and I probably wouldn't have trusted that it would, things would have ended up, you know, the way they ended up. So 
Yeah, I always think when I want to peek around the curtain, like, eh, it's probably not for us. <laughs> Probably not good for me to even want to do that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Because, you know, contrast launches you to where you want to go. So I don't know if I want to see what, you know, what all I signed up for. <laughs> I think that makes everything more exciting, too. Just yeah. Of, you know, I have no you idea. You would love it. I, I want to know. I'd rather know. <laughs> I got to talk myself down. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I want to make things a little bit, tone it down a little bit, make things a little bit more practical for okay. non-crazies out there. Um, what is the start of someone just, just starting to trust um, their inner being? I would say how you feel. Ooh. That's what I would say. Like, if... When you're thinking a good a negative thought, if you feel good, then there's no inner being. <laughs> but when you're thinking a negative thought and you feel bad, then you have to know that that's an inner being calling you to a better feeling thought. So the negative emotion is, you know, in my opinion, proof now in my life. Like now when negative emotion comes, it's, it's bigger. So I would just ask yourself, you know, what I'm thinking right now, how does it make me feel? And then, I don't know, what, what do you think? What would you, how would you answer that question? It's a tough one. So, hmm, I think as far as just trusting your inner being, though, and by the way, you just talked about, you just said the word emotion. Now we got to explain emotional guidance system. <laughs> but um, just real quick, though, as far as the question for me, like, how do I start trusting my, that there is an inner being and that, you know, like, start trusting all this inspiration or whatever I get. Um, I think for me, number one, it comes down to realizing that that is a thing, first of all, that we do get these thoughts from our inner being. For me, that was like, like crazy. Just that awareness, that realization. And um, just an illustration, when I, the way I kind of think about it is like when I get thoughts that are just, you know, I just know that they didn't come from my little logical brain calculator, like my, my algorithm. It just came from something that is so just genius and up above and it feels tingly. It feels like light. Um, I th there's great benefit in listening to those inspiration and maybe even acting on it. Um, but that's how I got started. Um, yeah, and I just think that, hmm, yeah, that's, that's about it. Just being aware of it and then, I guess, doing something about it or just having, just, I don't know, like. I guess I, the first thing probably yeah. would be to be able to observe your thoughts. Okay. Like, that was big for me. Like, like, first starting out, like, thoughts would just come and, you know, momentum would just ensue. And I never stopped for a moment to think about what I was thinking about. So the first step for me, you know, my friend Courtney was the one that ta taught me this. She was like, you want to become an observer of your thoughts. So when your thoughts come in, just like you said, like observe it, like, ooh, that's light and that's tingly. And so you know that that thought is something of source. But when a, another thought comes in that doesn't make you feel good, then that kind of lets you know you're receiving a thought from the vibrational set point you're at right now and that momentum is going and delivering you more 
So that's what I mean about how you feel, you know? Right. Um, I, that's funny. I was going to ask you about, um, I feel like the first step to just mastering your thoughts in, on any level is to get into that observer, the, the presence, the, um, this, yeah, that observation, the, the disidentification with your thought. Yeah. Like, um, I was always curious about that. Like, what was your... That's what I was... Like, that's the next thing, Andy, is that you, by nature, are curious about your thoughts. I, for example, was very judgmental about mine. Oh. So thoughts that come in, you know, like maybe, for example, something I did bad, whatever, you know, everyone will try to lie down and go to sleep. And then all of a sudden you're remembering something you did in eighth grade to somebody like, why are you thinking about these things? So instead of observing that I would punish myself again for it and think more negative thoughts and more negative thoughts. So, so for me, I had to switch, you know, once I observed the thought, then I had to get curious about where it was coming from instead of immediately judge the thought. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Um, for me, I just judge, but I never, I, I, I never, look, I'm obviously very curious, but I never, I'm not, uh, I used to be just, because my background is literally, I started off with subconscious clearing type, uh, you know, subconscious mind type stuff, and then presence type stuff for like two years. And if you listen to my beginning of my podcast, it's all like being present, observing your thoughts type stuff. And basically you know getting to your neutral resetting state i guess it's just your yeah it's very powerful um and i want to like come kind of like talk more about that because i it's so natural to me at this point my thoughts can't really sway me away at all um but it's just to me it's like it's so natural that i forget that most people still struggle with this most people, a lot of people don't even know about being present or observe being becoming the observer of their thoughts becoming but, a deliberate creator it's creating by default but then i feel like for me like i i stabilized myself in that observer mode for a while and and be just getting not being dissuaded by my thoughts and then like two years later i realized oh my gosh there's another stage like i just thought being present is it like i just thought okay that's the greatest vibrational thing you can do but um yeah, but then I was getting, I got arrested, you know, like, I got heartbroken, like, all these things were happening, and I realized, okay, I do not have the highest vibration right now, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, that's the moment, um, but, um, what was I gonna ask? One thing, one thing that ha- makes me hesitant when it comes to teaching, uh, just kind of going, revisiting back to teaching, being present, observing, is a lot of people, especially if they're, they have a really strong emotional baggage, you know, very depressed or very overwhelmed or whatever, you know, like before I try to teach them to be present, but they can't stay there. It's like, they try to be present, but then boom, they instantly get swayed back into, uh, back into the the tornado of negativity. Because they're judging instead of being curious. Okay. They're judging themselves and punishing themselves and, you know, instead of, you know, stop, like, it's that example that Esther said about the momentum of the car going down the hill, like, in the, at the very first sign of a thought, you get curious is when you can stop the momentum, but if you just let that thought come and down, you know, 
judge yourself and go down the rabbit hole, then the momentum is rolling and, you know, what can you do? That is definitely a key, which is, um, well, pay very close attention to your emotions because your emotions will tell you, right? Like, um, hey, you're about to activate this. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but so for me, when, when you pay, pay close attention to your emotions um, and your emotions, just that moment that it flares up for half a second, you know, like usually you have to, that little bit of time, depending on who you are. Um, right, right. I think for us, we probably have more of a, uh, what's it called? Like loose, like we, we have more tr uh, t room for error, I feel like. Um, yeah. But I feel like a lot of people who are just constantly bombarded, um, just that first moment, that emotion comes up, I would start just seeing what's under the hood, like of your thoughts. Like what's, what, what thoughts are you thinking? And, right. Um, and for me, and that's where what you just said really helps, which is for me, I just go into observer mode. I, I just observe the, the space within. And, but you just reminded me something that was so refreshing that I totally forgot about because it's been so long ago that I forgot to teach. I, I do this naturally, but I forgot to teach, which is when you, there's, it's, when you start to observe your thoughts, um, you can't be judging it. That is a huge thing because Eckhart Tolle says when you judge these thoughts, your mind creeps up in the back door, right? So, ah, oh, man, this is perfect because the section that I am in in, in my book right now is uh, I, I'm just revisiting just the present moment observer mode type uh, thing. So this this I'm adding this right into my book. So Yay. yeah, this wow. is useful. so yeah. So for me, um, anytime negativity comes up, well, first of all, like you know, like every morning you wake up refreshed, you kind of have that little bit of space um, to you know, just not be swayed away. But then the, the moment you feel your, your emotions rise up, your negative emotions, you know that there's a thought that you're, you, you're just kind of activating, that your, your car is starting to, is about to roll down. Um, so that's a time where we you don't have- curious instead of judgment. I like that word, I like that word curious. Um, we're somehow, well, like, yeah, we're somehow feeding energy into this. And so with our attention, so for me, it's just kind of returning back to presence or returning back to observer mode. Um, and adding in what you said is do not judge, right? Just, 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 just observe, just observe. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how I would teach it. Um, I don't recommend people to be trying to add positive thoughts when they're like trying to deal with negative emotions. What about you? It's impossible. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. It's not possible. Like, yeah. you, I mean, when you're in, when you're in the, and you know what, Andy, it's okay. Like, that's another thing that I think people need to hear. Like, it, you know, we all want to be high vibrational, but we're not going to be all of the time. And that is absolutely fine. And so, and that, that comes back to that judging yourself and punishing yourself. So when you are in a lower vibrational place, the first thing you need to do is stop punishing yourself for it. I'm just like, oh, I'm here. So, you know, just gradually move up the scale. Like you can't, you can't think, if you tried to think happy thoughts when you're depressed, you're just going to create more, I think you'll just create more negative momentum because you're just going to piss yourself off because you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, man, um, we could make a whole course on this. Um, well, well, I kind of did, actually. But, <laughs> um I want to go back to talking about, though, like, just how, okay, so you, 
you became aware about being an observer. Um, mm -hmm. Told you about it. Now, what was practicing it like? So you were aware to not judge, right? Like off the bat, you knew to be observed and not judge. Well, at first, it was just observing, and then it was replacing judgment with curiosity. And when you, because when you go to judgment, like you just the momentum rolls and you're done, you know. But when you switch it to curiosity, then you you ask yourself, where is this coming from? Where is this thought coming from? Is this a, my victim talking or am I self-sabotaging? Or, or where is this thought coming from? Because if it doesn't feel good, it's not a thought that's coming from source. Yeah. And so, and then it was also, like you said, you have to know that you're not your thoughts. Like you are the one receiving your thoughts. We are interpreters of vibration, you know? So when you separate yourself from your thoughts, and then you get curious about where they're coming from, then you get to choose which ones stay and which ones go. And that was the, that was the game changer for me. Once I started choosing thought, you know, my thoughts, telling the story I want, the way I wanted to go, segment intending, instead of just letting a thought come and let, letting the momentum run, you know, it, it truly is everything. I think it's about mastering you know, the mind and aligning with source. So, okay, so you got into observer mode and then, so what is an example? How do you get curious about, what does that look like? Because I don't teach um, just trying to fit, like, you know, figure out where your negative thoughts come from anymore, but what is? Well, kind of like, okay, so for example, like for me, what it looks like is, you know, when I experience something that has strong negative emotion, okay? Like if I see someone like being mean to someone or whatever, that invokes a strong negative emotion in me. Well, before I used to believe that that emotion was because they were doing yes. something to someone else and I was, you know, observing that and that, and my emotions were a reaction to what I was observing. When in fact, my emotions were an indication of what I was thinking. Yes. And whenever I got a hold on what my emotions were, and I accepted that they were only and always for me, and to let me know if what I was thinking was the same thing as what Source was thinking and that it wasn't a reaction or that no one else had control over what I thought, period. And then the feeling let me know if the thought I let in matched Source's or not. I mean, I hope that made sense. Like it sounded like rambling. <laughs> Emotional guidance system 101. <laughs> that was it right so that was that was perfect. um and for people who would like to hear more about the emotional guidance system um i have like two podcast episodes um scroll down somewhere um you probably find that um because this is something this is for me two signs of people who my students of just two signs of them finally mastering this and under, like breaking through is number one um understanding the emotional guidance system like that's huge understanding that emotions like when you something external happens like your dad is calling you a dropout and a failure like 
Right. He he is not sending you a wave of emotion, right? The the the, the external is not sending you some wave of emotion that forces you to feel emotion. That emotion is directly is all it's coming from is your thoughts, your thoughts that you're offering now, right? It's that that is it's you agreeing with his words make you feel that negative emotion. Right. Right. So we agree with those words. Yeah. And with our thoughts, right? It just comes down right. to right. So it still comes down to our thoughts and basically our inner being. Uh whatever there's only two emotions, positive and negative, basically. Um and whatever you know if you're feeling bad that means that your thoughts are just not aligned with how inner being is seeing this so you know that if you keep how the real you is seeing this how the real you is seeing this right and that's it and it just kind of uh it's really just um a guidance system for your thoughts right so it just really all comes down to your your thoughts you're thinking thoughts that are not supportive and it's not what source is thinking and it's creating more negative um, and how do you, how did you even get into that situation like this? How did you even, even vibrationally resonate with your, your boss that you hate at work, you know, or whatever, right? Like it's just, um, but yeah, and that's just something I still really want to get better at explaining to people. Like that's just one of those things where it's because you have to explain to understand the emotional guidance system. You got to explain your inner being. You got to explain like, um, I don't know, like sources are always at high vibration and then you gotta. Well, I mean, the biggest key for me was that, you know, to the first key to understanding emotional guidance system is to know that it is only yours and is only between you and your inner being, period. And that there's nothing else and no one else that can affect that emotional guidance system like it's sacred to you like it's your inner being which is the real you the the non-physical part of you guiding to guiding you to where you really want to be and so it's that inner it's you the real you your inner being using your emotions as a gps to help you stay on track to get where you want to go and so when you keep it very sacred and and specific to you then it gets you know then I think you value it more you know like for me I valued it more when I accepted that it was my higher self and that it was my inner being and it was that what I really wanted was what was calling me through that emotional guidance system you know accepting that was what made me trust it more How long did it take for you to understand your emotional guidance system? Like for that all to click? Oh my God. Uh, it's a gradual progression. Like yeah. in the beginning, I was like, not this way. I would say a good year, at least a year and a half, probably, because I really, like, really thought other people could affect my experience. I really avoided negative situations negative people and I mean I was cutting you know like I'm not going anywhere where there might be negativity and that's crazy like you can't live in a box like you're gonna go you're gonna go places you know 
and you're going to meet people and you're going to have to be an experience you know, you're going to have to be places you don't always want to be sometimes so at first you know i just didn't accept that it was for me that my emotions were for me i thought i had to protect my I had to protect my space and I had to stay positive and I had to keep my vibration high and I thought somebody else could screw something up for me, you know? Yeah. I think when you fully understand the emotional guidance system and then you master your thoughts, um, it's just, it's like liberation, like no other. Oh, it is. That's a perfect word. Uh, it's just so liberating um, to the point where it just, it, Cause you know, when I was practicing presence, um, I didn't understand my emotions and that's the thing. Um, you know, for a while I was a part of, you know, like the spiritual Twitter community who was just, you know, like, uh, all about mindfulness and just being and just like, you know what I'm talking about. And it's just kind of like, you know, being present and that's kind of end all be all and type of thing. And, um, yeah, I realized like me, these people don't know where their emotions come from. They know that when emotions come, you get into observer mode um, and just, you know, let it be and everything, which is great. But then, you know, like I, I know of guys who are like trying to see, they don't know where emotions come from and they're just trying to, they think it's like emotions only come from like some type of like inner trauma or something. So if you feel negative emotion, it must be inner trauma. So like they're thinking about their ex or something like they're consciously trying to think about the ex to see if they feel emotion. If they still have emotion, that means that they're not getting over their ex who like cheated on them or whatever. Like where is this like, like that's just misses the point because yeah. your, th your, your emotions are directly tied to your thoughts. Right. So just okay. understanding that and then mastering your thoughts, it's like, wow. Like uh, there was just some things in my life that in my young life that I went through, um, that was just, I just felt like I could never come back from. Just, just some things that, for me, devastated me so much. Things that, you know, people did to me, like be certain betrayals in my life that um, really just hurt me so bad. Um, and I just thought that there was just things that, like I said, never, you could never come from back from these things. Like, my life is permanently scarred. Yeah. And I just, now I'm at this point in my life where I'm just, those things can't touch me. Like, I'm so confident. I'm just so confident in well, all scenarios. I kind of view those points in my life as, you know, forcing me to find myself and to rely on my inner being. You know, when betrayal happens and, and people bail on you and you look to somebody else to love and approve of you, no matter who that is, you know, they're always going to let you down because what we really want at our core is that love and approval of source. And it's available right now, all day, every day. And we'll never find it looking outside of ourselves and looking at our ex-girlfriend and wondering if, you know, that has any emotion, you know, tied to it. Like, it is liberating. I hope everyone, you know, lets everyone else off the hook. They're not responsible for your emotions. You know, your inner emotions are a loving guidance system from your higher self. Like, you know, be thankful for it. I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. Um, that makes me so happy just to be reminded that our happiness, our connection is, is just, it's up to us. And, you know, um, 
it doesn't matter the circumstance. I can feel good. I can feel connected, right? Like, yeah. I don't think many people. I don't think many people are, you know, like at this point. Like, I don't think really. Oh, I bet it's more than we think. I bet it's. I bet it's more than have ever been before. How about that? Right. Yeah. Or come. It's 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 inevitable. Like you know. Our planet will come to a tipping point. I just hope I'm alive to see it. You probably will be. <laughs> I don't even, I really don't care that much right now. Like I just, for me, I honestly, right now, I'm just, whatever other people decide to do with their thoughts, their inner being, their connection, right now, for me, I'm sorry, but that's pretty irrelevant for me right now. Only thing that matters is me and my connection. Like, honestly. That's right. That is right. so true. And Yeah, and you know, but it's, I don't know. That just made me so happy. This way you just helped me remind me that, hey, like, literally, it's come down to me, my thoughts, and, like, my connection is up to my thought. Like, literally nothing else. And I, look, and I, uh, and then, like, the best part is as your thoughts improve, your feelings improve, your whole reality improves, it's just, then it's just like, what the heck? Bliss. <laughs> then you just walk around smiling all the time for no reason. And when contrast happens, you laugh because you're like, oh, I guess we're going someplace better now. You know, like, you just really get into a state where you know that it's all working out. The most negative emotion I felt this month was actually today where I felt annoyed at my little sister. That's the first, like, that's the first, like, and it was just, like, half a second. But it was just, like, that's, like, that's, like, the most devastating thing that happened to me, like, all month. Like, you know. I really like, think the higher your vibration gets, when we do have those moments, I think they hit harder. Like, for me, like, they feel yeah. like a punch in the stomach. Like, yeah. boom, because you're not used to, being in those lower vibrations anymore i mean it's like lava like you tip a toe in there and i'm just like oh like just like you like it yeah. feels so bad and that's your i mean our guidance system yay isn't it great Good so thing, great. Right? Yeah. yeah no i mean that's that's just so crazy um and it's the same thing though like if you are really depressed um, and you feel a tiny bit better, you feel hopeful, that feels amazing, right? It's like I was stuck yeah. in Orlando, I was stuck in traffic, I stuck in traffic in Orlando, and we were not moving more than five miles per hour for like an hour, or, and then like, and then we started moving like 20 miles per hour, right? That felt like light speed, like just because we were stuck. So yeah, no, that's, that's great. But you know, just, that's just so awesome though. Like, you know, just a few months ago, getting annoyed, 10 20 30 times was nothing right like now it's a normal set point and now it's like a punch to the stomach like that's beautiful andy like that probably sounds horrible but that's beautiful that you've evolved to a vibrational place where you know now you know you know those negative emotions are, aren't who you really are and it's comforting like for me it's comforting that they hit like that because like you said before, we were so used to getting annoyed or complaining that it didn't feel that bad. Just kind of felt like the normal thing to do, like get with some other people and complain about how crappy our lives were. Like, I cannot even imagine doing that today. Like, oh my gosh, no way. But it was so normal that it didn't feel like it felt to you today because you've been practicing a different vibration for a while now. I can't even imagine like complaining, like just, Oh my gosh, no. Friend. Oh man, but there's so many people are like that, right? 
Well, wow. whatever, this is kind of, this is like our version of complaining. <laughs> right now, I'm just talking right. about <laughs> Love yourself more for complaining. <laughs> You're not happier. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, yeah, I just remember this one time where um, we were at Olive Garden, me and my sister, and um, she forgot to get the to-go box. Like, um, she, she forgot it. So we were in the car, and I just remember just getting just that huge flash of annoyance like just and then that's when i was also realizing like i got into emotional guidance system i realized oh my gosh this huge annoyance is literally because i was like wow i'm looking at this little girl like okay source is not feeling any type of way i'm feeling about this little girl right now (laughs) (laughs) right source is like hey you go easy on my pure positive ball of light there andy calm it down (laughs) Let me send you a motion to let you know what's up. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm probably gonna get some dinner pretty soon. Yeah, we should wrap it up. That's fine. Um, aka I gotta use the restroom. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're hot mess. Um, so thank you for coming on. Um, Anytime, seriously. It's been so much fun. I hope people get something out of it. They do. They, they do. <laughs> So um, thank you, and um, I'm, I'm stopping this right now. Unless there's anything you want to say? No, love yourself. Love yourself. Bye. <laughs>